Here we go. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. Uh, what episode is this? I don't even know, but we in here. Uh, I didn't know it was count. Uh, I, I tried to to try to have some sort of organization in it, but I don't know. I, I, I'll have to figure it out. I, I think it was like 17, something like that. We, we getting on up there. But anyway, <laughs> I'm your boy Dante you, Credo. Two, three. Yeah, with my, uh, my brothers from another's in the building. Big E Shabazz is with us today. Craig <laughs> <laughs> Mack is in the building. How you doing, brother? Salute. And uh, y'all, y'all just have to go ahead and give an extra salute uh, to to Craig Mack because I gave him a, a, a horribly wrong time as far as we wanted to start this thing. But he's smarter than all of us. Where he figured it out. I know. Like, it, man. Nah, it's, it's not two hours from now. It's like right now. I so, was in the middle um, of washing my feet. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I interrupt the home time, uh, the bunions and stuff. Like your bunions need care. I know it. <laughs> Black bunions matter. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so here we are, uh, in the midst of dog. We got we got quite a few things to talk about. Uh, it's well, I think a lot of it is coming out of Texas because Texas is going through some shit right now. Chitty chitty bang bang. And I I um first and foremost want to you know extend all thoughts and prayers. You know, honestly, that, that feels really fake these days, doesn't it? We be like thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Because everybody says it and you know it's bullshit. Yeah. Um, uh, but I I don't know how to actually sound genuine by saying that, but but sincere thoughts and prayers. To everyone that's uh going through that crazy experience with the ice storm out in Texas, um, hope everyone is uh doing the best you can. Uh, I know there's been some lives lost to just trying to survive, and and there's been you know a lot of a lot of traumatic things happening out there, and um, so yeah, so I'll just do that thoughts and prayers. Um, I, I wish we were in a position where we could actually get something going to send some funds out there. Uh, I'm not on AOC's level to where I can raise a million dollars in a few hours, but eventually we'll get there. We'll get there. But but seriously, uh, do whatever you can. Stay safe. Keep you and your family safe. And um, and yeah, yeah, that's that's about all I can say right now. And I I, I do mean that in the most sincere way. I can because I know just I, I don't know. I, I have to find a better way to extend those type of things because they're so watered down these days where it's kind of hard to believe anyone that says thoughts and prayers. It's like, no, you're not. You're not thinking about me, nor are you praying for me. But okay. Um, so what's up? How, how's everyone feeling? I know everyone's following this Texas thing. What, what are your thoughts about how it's going? What's how it's being handled and and you know, everything in between. What do you guys think? I'll, I'll let Craig start off about the take the side of the Senator Ted Cruz. Okay. 
So we'll just show what what I have here. Uh, just just a little bit of uh, stuff that's going on. I I didn't go to um, and I didn't get too too deep in it, but just um, I believe they say they haven't received this type of weather in what almost a hundred years. Uh, and just just that that cold, the cold out there, just pipes bursting. That's just caused all type of damage all throughout Texas, and uh, it's. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad, especially because, you know, like, okay, we're in North Carolina. We don't normally get a lot of snow, but when we do, or even when we talk about snow, you know, the whole world shuts down. At least the state does. Um, You know, for a lot of friends and stuff that I have, you know, my wife's from Michigan, so she always talk about, ah, this is nothing. This is nothing. But it's just you dealing with particular areas who do not have the resources or the equipment you know, to deal with snow because they don't get it all the time. Um, so literally Texas is, um, was very unprepared. So, you know, you just get all of these, you know, particular things that's happening and it's just like a marvel to them, but just all these disasters and stuff. So let's get right into, um, a very funny segment. It's not funny, but it is funny. And we're going to talk about Senator Ted Cruz in the midst of all of this stuff. He has um, decided that, you know, we're going to take a little trip. So we're going to have this little clip right here. Let's watch this clip and then we're going to come back and talk about it. Clash overnight, Senator Ted Cruz saying it was a mistake to leave Texas in the midst of an unprecedented crisis to take his family to Mexico. It was obviously a mistake, and in hindsight, I, did, I wouldn't have done it. Um, I was trying to be a dad. Cruz says the ill-timed vacation was planned on a whim after the power went out at his family's Houston home. We had spent two days without power. And my girls wanted to take a trip with their friends and, frankly, get somewhere uh, where it was warmer. I flew them down last night, and then I just flew back today. Text messages obtained by the New York Times, allegedly sent by Cruz's wife, Heidi, reveal the family invited friends to join them in Cancun and stay at the Ritz-Carlton because their house was freezing. While Cruz originally seemed to indicate he was simply dropping off his daughters and returning Thursday, he now admits to planning on staying in Mexico through the weekend and working remotely before changing his mind. I started having second thoughts almost the moment I sat down on the plane. So I, I changed my return flight and, and, and flew back uh, on the first available flight I could take. On Wednesday, photos showing the Cruz family at Houston's airport and aboard that flight bound for Cancun quickly went viral. The trip prompting fierce backlash as millions in Texas went without power and water. Houston's Democratic mayor unleashing harsh criticism. Well, it's certainly much warmer where he's going. And while the Republican <laughs> oh. governor declined to comment. Kennedy, I haven't been following people's vacation plans. We've, we've been working little. All right, so that just... <laughs> That man said he going to it's, hell. It's, it's just me, or why would you escape to Mexico? I thought Ted Cruz didn't like the Mexico. Listen, <laughs> but for a while, of a sudden, he just decided to go to Mexico. So, listen, is it, his wife Mexican American or something like that? Hispanic like American? I, I think he is. Isn't he like Cuban or something like that? What is he, Ted Cruz? And when she has to be Mexican, put it that way. 
Yeah, that was hilarious, man. Right. I, let let me be honest. I I don't see what the the, the big hubbub is. He's a multi-millionaire. He can get on uh-huh. the jet any day of the week. His mm-hmm. his house froze up. I don't see what the problem is. I, He's a fucking senator and had your dying. It's literally millions of people dying. Well, not dying. I ain't gonna say dying, but it's millions of people without power, without water, freezing conditions. And you're gonna say, "Well, you know what? I'm cold, so I'm just gonna fucking leave." But he's a senator. He can do that any day of the week. What's the difference? If it was 150 degrees in Texas and he did it, it wouldn't be a problem or issue. If it was a hurricane, it wouldn't be a problem or issue. So I don't see what the big problem is. They can't just up and leave. Who? They got to sit there and deal with their problems. Who? They gotta, somebody has to be there to be their voice in, in, in front of the federal government and say, hey, we need something to get done right now. Our people are suffering. This that, is bad that's the governor's job. That ain't the senator's job. Uh, who's the go-between between the governor and the federal government? The governor is. Not the senator. Well, it's still, still bad on Ted Cruz's part. Yeah, I just think, honestly, <laughs> uh, I, I just think it's just the optics. I think because the way that it looks uh, of what happened. Because, one, everything was cool until he got caught. <laughs> that, that's what makes it funny. <laughs> he got caught. So he was just having a good old time at the airport. Someone was like, oh, shit, is that Ted Cruz? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So the moment people started recognizing, hey, that's Ted Cruz. Phones started going up. Video started being taken. So what what is it? Is it Texas covered in ice right now? What is he doing? Now, I thought, you're right. I thought he was uh, in in favor of building that wall. But I'm sure he glad that wall wasn't built already. I bet he got that wall wasn't built yet, uh, but, but okay. So, so here's, here's, the thing that, here's the thing that makes it so funny to me: is the dude lied? Did y'all not see when they were like, "No, nah, they called him in a lot." Where he, he, he first, well, well, first of all, he did he did two things that just shows that this dude ain't shit. <laughs> shit. One, one, he threw his daughters under the bus so. Bad. His daughter like, wanted to go hang out in Mexico with a friend. He put the whole thing on his daughter's like, <laughs> my daughters wanted to go. I was just trying to be a good dad. Yeah. I was just trying to... <laughs> but, but number two, he was like, All right, my daughters wanted to go. It's cold. We have no power. So they just wanted to go hang out with some friends. So, you know, being a good dad, taking care of my children, I just wanted to Take them and drop them off and come right back. Yeah. I was coming right back, but the <laughs> the lie detector proven in Mori <laughs> in my voice in my Mori voice that was a lie. That <laughs> he intended to stay the entire weekend, but when he got caught, he was like, "I was just coming right back." <laughs> so got caught. So you got caught. my my thing is this. <clears throat> he first first of all. He's a grown man, right? Uh-huh. And he, he he ain't got to do nothing. He can go on vacation anytime he wants to. He can miss sessions of Congress. He it could be the end of the world. Ted Cruz wanna to go to Mexico for a week or a day and say so a day or stay for a whole week. So what? So what? I, I get it. 
He could damn near buy Mexico, let alone just visit. I would just say because because one thing they also did actually, I'll I'll show it. Let's let, let's go back to the end of this clip. Let's see. Let's see if he still feel. Let's see if he feel your way, Craig, when it comes voting time. All right. So hold on. We'll, we'll play the we'll play the ending of it. Literally. All night, Fox News hosts calling out the senator. I mean, this is kind of day one stuff if you're a politician. If if there's a, a weather disaster in your state, you don't go on a tropical vacation. And even late night comics taking aim at Mexico. So let's, let's see. International airport heading home. Where protesters were gathered outside <laughs> demanding Cruz resign. To go fly to warmer weather when people are freezing in their homes shows exactly how out of touch he is. People are dying. Cruz then sitting down for an interview with our Houston station, KTRK. Sad sign of where we are. I don't do that. To oh, actually, hold I on. think that is a sad sign of where we are. I don't do that to mine. I'm going to rewind just a little bit because I wanted there was a, right. a piece that I thought was very said these same things, right, right? and gotten out yeah. in the streets. I, I, I agree. The angry haters screaming resign. I think that is a sad sign of where we are. I don't do that to other people. But Cruz's past criticism of Democratic rivals is now back in the spotlight. In one December tweet attacking Austin Mayor Steve Adler and other Democrats for traveling while telling constituents to stay home, Cruz called them hypocrites, complete and utter hypocrites. So so that's oh. the, the point. That last point there, yeah. I think, is why. Yeah, because, I, can't, I can't defend that. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, you, you, you talking big when other people are doing it, when, when they've done it when, during the pandemic. And this was December. This was literally three months ago. <laughs> when when you was on this hill, like nah, you should be for your people. You telling people to stay home while you flying on jets and stuff. But today, I just wanted to be a good dad, and my daughter's yeah. wanted to go out. Daughter's like twenty over twenty. What the fuck they did? You drop them off for <laughs> exactly. I wanted to drop them off, and then I was I was coming right back. I was, but but again, he says, you know the haters that um. That tell me to resign. This is the state of America we're in. I would never do that. But then, oh, the internet never loses. Oh, no. just three months ago, you did the exact same thing. So, ultimately, do you think Ted Cruz should resign? What do you? Think? I don't think he should resign. I just know he's not because I know he's not going to get voted in next term anyway. So <laughs> he might yeah. as well let him finish it out. That, that, that's how I feel. I, I don't see no point in, in calling for his resignation, but just come those next terms, you just know. Go ahead and, and do whatever you need to do now. Uh, do it in Trump fashion. Make your pardons that you as you walking out the door. Yep. Um, because yeah, I, I don't. If he gets another term, I will be very surprised. Very I surprised. I won't because but true. If you if you remember, it was Ted Cruz versus Beto O'Rourke, the Democrat. Yeah. Right? Uh huh. And I thought Beto O'Rourke was a clear and decisive win. Ted Cruz mm -hmm. still got voted in. Who's going to oppose him? But it was a reason why Ted Cruz got voted in. It, that was mostly because for Trump, Beto O'Rourke. If Beto O'Rourke was to run again, he would easily get it hands down. And that was that was the, that was to help Trump. They thought choosing Senator Ted Cruz was going to put Trump back in the office. It yeah. did.
It wasn't because they wanted Ted Cruz in there. Uh, that's that's still a tough one though because you know Texas has been red since red was invented as a color. Exactly. So uh, I I I don't I I don't see Texas flipping because of it, but I do see them having some sort of way of of replacing him. I I don't know the jargon if that's even possible, but I, I'm sure that. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think this may push people over the line to to go blue in this particular instance just to punish him. So maybe because uh, just with the other dude, um, which is a, a very good segue. So th- th- this is another one that uh, I'm just going to read when it comes to um, <laughs> uh, what's going on in Texas right now. All right. So this is Tim Boyd, who was a former, now former mayor in Colorado. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, in Texas. He put this up a few days ago now, and I'm just going to skim through it. But this is what he says. Let me hurt some feelings while I have a minute. No one owes you or your family anything, nor is it the local government's responsibility to report to support you during trying times like this. Sink or swim is your choice. The city and county, along with power providers or any other service, owes you nothing. I'm sick and tired of people looking for a damn handout. If you don't have electricity, you step up and come up with a game plan to keep your family warm and safe. If you have no water, you deal without and think outside the box to survive and supply water to your family. If you're sitting at home in the cold because you have no power and you are sitting there waiting for someone to come rescue you because you're lazy, is a direct result of your raising. In other words, your parents failed you. <laughs> Only the strong will survive and the weak will perish. Folks, God has given us the tools to support ourselves in times like this. This is sadly a product of a socialist government where they feed people to believe that the few will work and the others will become dependent for handouts. Am I, am I sorry that you have been dealing with that electricity and water? Yes, but I'd be damned if I'm going to provide for anyone that is capable of doing it themselves. We have lost sight of those in need and those that take advantage of the system and mesh them into one group. Bottom line, quit crying and looking for a handout. Get off your ass and take care of your own family. Bottom line, don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. And shortly after he resigned. (laughs) So (laughs) after that very swift backlash. So uh, Tim Boyd. Can I get first on this one? Yes, yes, by all means. Because I I don't I don't know how it is in North Carolina anymore, but in Oklahoma, if you live in a dwelling without electricity, they will put you out of the dwelling. Is it still like that in North Carolina? Uh that's a good question. I will look that up now. I'm not and sure. I'm pretty sure you can't have an alternative water source in a city limits because the city controls that, the that water. That is correct. Right? Yes. Yep. So you pay city to have water so when we're talking about providing for our families that's provision mm-hmm. right there you're providing by paying for yep. water and you pay for electricity that's provision uh-huh. right because or to get it on your government you get your own electricity you have to have it provided by whoever this company we sanctioned in this area uh-huh. to provide the power because you know they had a big thing about putting windmills. You put a windmill on your property, you can get in trouble for it. Yep. So this 
provide for yourself bullshit that he's talking about, that is the opposite of how capitalism works. Because if every yep. individual had their own electricity and their own water, cities would fail. They would have no money. They would provide no services. They would struggle. Yep. It's just it's asinine what he's talking about. Uh, yep, I, I I agree, and that that was just the. I, I don't want to I don't want to keep saying funny, but it's funny. It's, but it's stupid. Like, what are you talking about? Like, if you don't have water, you think outside the box and find ways to get water. All right, so should I raid that Walmart <laughs> for water? Should should I um, dig a well? Yeah. So should I dig a well? But you know. People were, uh, they weren't thinking outside the box. They were setting out containers and stuff, catching um, catching snow and water and ice and stuff that was melting and drinking that. But we know that's not necessarily sanitary or safe for people. because So then they had to come out with another, uh, with an announcement like, there's parasites in, in that water. Do not drink that water. Don't brush your teeth. Don't wash your face. You know, with that, because there is contaminants in that water that could cause, you know, adverse effects for you. So if we can't do that, what are you expecting us to do? Of course, people are doing it anyway. Uh, but but still, it's like exactly how are you expecting us to think out the box, think outside the box when the structure of this city is is has me dependent on this electricity, this water. So like so if what you're asking me to do you're asking me to do the very thing that you were criticizing other people of doing a few months ago, you know? So I, I, I don't know what you think. E? What do you think about this? I think he put his foot in his mouth and that's how he really feels. Oh yeah. And oh. Uh, I agree with Craig. Like you're asking people to do something that goes against what capitalism in America, like, Okay, now you want people to find their own. That's what the government is for, though, anyway, though. That's why you have these federally funded programs like the electricity company or Duke Power or things like that. That's what they're there for. So I don't I don't know where he would come off feeling that type of way. He must have smoked something that day. He must have. Um, <laughs> no, I, he was I, speaking from his heart. He was yeah, speaking like, from I his heart. Said, I don't know what made him just. He really feels that way. He really yep. feels like. And, and I get it. Like, you know, there are a lot of people who, if you give them, man, but that's that's human, though. Like, I want people to stop making it seem like, well, it, quote, unquote, that's a race of people. Well, if you keep giving them shit, they're going to keep asking for handouts. No, bitch, you, it, it, it's a lot of people. Yep. If, I, if I give you something, you're going to want me to keep giving it to you. It's not right. Shit. A black thing or a thing like that. I mean, it's, it's literally a, a condition, it, it, isn't that what they call with a uh, Pavlov? Isn't that Pavlov with the dog? It, yeah. It's a condition. If I keep giving you something, you're going to keep expecting it from me. expecting it. So it, it's you that did this for ever since America was was built. So I don't see what how you're figuring like how you're how could you how really was, say well, that? Like? He, he, well, a, a big point to that, especially yeah, this was done. Uh, ever since America was built. Uh, but even still, which we'll get into this just a little bit later, um, there was a certain group of people who were given resources for them to be able to, you know, quote unquote, 
pulled themselves up by the bootstraps. They, they gave them boots, the overalls, and the tools to do whatever they needed. So if if we were to go by and the land, if we were to go by that particular standard, this country wouldn't even be what it is, is right there? now. Uh, but yeah, he he quickly, quickly resigned because it's like that. That was absolutely stupid. Absolutely stupid. To but as you said, that's exactly how he felt. That's exactly how he and then look, looking even deeper into it, it's like, okay. Who exactly do you feel that way for? Hmm. It's just black people because it's not just black people without powers. Right. So I'm like, who are you feeling that way for? Who do you think is just sitting there waiting for someone to rescue them? But hey, if I pay for my power, if I pay for my utilities here, what exactly are you expecting me to do? Yeah, I mean, but if, if, how my, Something if I work hard, if I pay if I pay the power bill every month, I expect for my fucking power to be on. <laughs> if right. it, I'm gonna be down there at that office, like well, see, I'm different because I'll be like, hell, you charged me for a month and you uh-huh. only two weeks. So I need my damn money back. I'm gonna I'm gonna need that. I'm gonna need my money back. I'm gonna need my money back. I need it back because I'm especially if y'all turned it off, it wasn't that we lost it. You turned it off. You turned off the power. So yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna need you to I don't know some 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 rebate or whatever the case may be. I'm gonna need that money back. Thank well, see, you. we're talking about that Texas snowstorm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take the side of what my friends call the leftist side and, and, uh-huh. talk, and talk about global warming. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what to say because, like you said, this doesn't happen. This is something that naturally happens all the time. Now, anywhere can get snow. Right. Got polar vortexes, the wind and stuff like that. That um. Can make things shift, but you know, for Texas to get hit the way it got hit, and if you look on the map that the news was showing and those meteorologists and showing how those shifts have changed, I mean, I think you ought to take a good close look at global warming and stuff. I believe so. I agree. And, and polar and, shifts. You know, I, I just find it it's it's almost disheartening to where everything surrounding the world, especially in America, is divided. It's either conservative or liberal. I just find it so exhausting to where, okay, thinking about the planet and how we as humans affect the planet, we need to be more mindful of it. And it's just all of all of a sudden just dealt with, no, it's not. That's not true. That doesn't exist. You know, it's just like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what exactly I'm trying to say, but I just, I just find it so just so exhausting i see, think I agree, about i agree with you right because i like you said i don't know necessarily the words to say but i know it's like okay either you believe it or you don't but the signs of nature are always there i mean i yeah. get on sometimes and say oh well it snowed in february so I, this is for all the global warmers i guess it's still not i guess it's not heating up because it's still snowing like they never said it would stop snowing it just, right it just said the earth is getting hotter i mean if hmm. you Polar caps in, in Antarctica and in Alaska, and you start seeing like these massive uh, icebergs starting to melt and break off and see it's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, you it, take a closer look at, at stuff. Like, I mean, for Texas to be going through what they're going through, I mean, if you take a look back for the past 10 years at the, at the, uh, 
the tropical storms we've had, it seems like every year they're getting stronger and stronger, or they're mm -hmm. telling us they're getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. But I was—I mean, I know exactly where I was at during Katrina, and I've never seen nothing like that happen before, except for Hurricane Hugo in right. my lifetime. Mm -hmm. My lifetime, but but for Houston, for Texas, and the Midwest to be getting hit where Craig is to be getting hit the way they are, and it, it, it to me, I would take a closer look at it. That's just me. And I, I just think that's just, should I say common sense? It is, like, but common sense. <laughs> so, yeah, like, you know, but I just say common sense isn't common. So it's like, like what? And that's just with the whole thing with, you know, when we, you know, I, you know, I love talking about, you know, racial stuff, but it just there. It's either you have one side that believes it's absolutely everywhere, like it's in the pencil that you write with, it's it's in your wallet, uh, is. It's in the socks that you wear, or they act like well, there's no such thing. Like it, it's it's either it's it's just two extremes that you deal with, and you either deal with people where they believe like racism is everywhere you look, or it's nowhere at all. And I was like, well, how can, like, <clears throat> but okay. Speaking well, of I, which, can I speak with, on that for what's a second? What's up? So like. Uh, you make a very valid point with the extreme point of view mm -hmm. people have, especially when it, I think the biggest problem people have when it comes to understanding or quote unquote believing is you have to understand it. It has yeah. to make sense to you. You know, mm -hmm. whether we're talking about global warming, religion, war, politics, as soon as something does not add up to you, you will go to the extreme side of human nature. Global mm -hmm. warming exists. Well, how do we know it exists? Well, the scientists have mathematically proven it. Well, that means you got to understand math and science to be yeah. able to apply what they're saying. It may it, it don't mean nothing to a person that's struggling financially that the, the polar caps are melting because they don't understand mm -hmm. that how rising sea levels a change changes life on the globe. See, they don't understand right. it. So it's easy to, for someone to say, well, global warming don't exist. We're going to lower your taxes. Oh, you know what? Lord, global warming is not that important. These taxes right. sure are important. You know what I'm saying? That, but that's how easy it is. And Craig, to make it simpler in what you're saying, if it doesn't affect you, then it doesn't bother you. Right. It's basically, yeah. that's what it comes down to racism, too. Mm -hmm. it's, not that, it's not that certain a certain group of people don't see that there are racist acts that happen in America. It just doesn't affect them because it's not happening to these. Mm -hmm. Not that they don't know. Well, when you're talking about anything, period. Like when you like, talk about like, global like, warming, and you if you talking about how does global warming affect people daily that, that they can see, like that's what I'm agreeing with what you're saying. Like it doesn't affect them daily. It is like. Me wearing if it's hotter outside, it's not gonna. I'm just gonna wear shorts, so it's not like I'm just gonna sit there and be like, "Oh, you know what? It's a little warm today. That's global warming. Let me yeah. what, I'm, what I'm gonna do about this global warming today." Now I'm just gonna put on some shorts and turn on the air conditioning. Yeah. So it's not like something that like it's not affecting you tangibly, where it could just like it could totally destroy your day. You see what I'm saying? It did like us as black people, we deal with so sure. much other stuff. Global warming is the furthest thing from our from our mind. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, like, I don't know, but I know one thing, like, with stuff like what's going on in Texas, you know, 
you gotta be. You, they're not prepared for stuff like that, and and you know because they don't. It doesn't happen to them, and it's not to say that it can't. It's just something that's rare. Do you know what yeah. I'm mean? saying? So, like I said, they said that they haven't had the type of weather in almost a hundred years. Um, don't quote me on that, but I know it's it's somewhere around there. Like it's in the ballpark of like a hundred years that they had any type of weather like that. Yes, nowhere anything. Um, yeah. So, and and. Would it be an instance or example to be like, ah, look at global warming? I, I I don't think the global warming group would, you know, kind of jump on it now because they'll be extremely insensitive. But with these yeah. these days, you you don't know how people are. People just yeah. don't care. But um, still, even still, just the fact that it happened, and I think it would require. Okay, let's let's see what could have caused it. It's something that we could have done because isn't that the the basis of the conservative party? You know, self-accountability and, and self-reflection. <laughs> so it's like, let's look and see if there's anything that we could have done. But and I, I'm not even going to pretend that I know, you know, an ample a lot as far as the global warming thing. But I do tend to believe that, yeah, we as humans, we do things that causes changes to the earth. We do things to the earth. Uh, so I, I believe that, you know, the, the fundamental basis of it. But we're going to get out of Texas in just a little bit. And we're going to shift. Big E, tell me, where is this guy going? <laughs> he wants out of Texas. Where is he going? I don't know where he's going to go. But my guess is the Carolina Panthers are making a strong push for him. I mean, the one, the son Watson's a hot commodity, and you know he's a he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. He's done led the Texas to a Super Bowl. Uh, Carolina Panthers, our home state, is trying to they going they trying to give up the house to get him. Like they're trying yes. to get three first round picks, Chris McCaffrey mm-hmm. and Teddy Bridgewater to bring in Watson. Yeah. So, do you think do you think he's worth that much for Carolina? I think Deshaun Watson is worth whatever you could get for him. Yeah, I yeah. do. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say he's not because Deshaun Watson has took the Texans who were depleted at a point in time. Mm-hmm. With one receiver, took them to. They could have beat the Chiefs one year to go to the Super Bowl, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Deshaun Watson, where he lands, is going to make an offense instantly better. But I wouldn't give up that much if I was Carolina to get him because you're not going to have anything else. Right. Well, but, like you, so you're essentially bringing him. As far as far as, uh, as, far as uh, his perspective, you're bringing me to the situation I wanted to leave. It, so, well, uh, well, not not necessarily because where I fought the son and and, the, and I pulled for the son a lot because he's a Clips and alumni. Uh-huh. But yeah, he took. I felt like whenever he seen the writing on the wall and he had a chance to get out of Houston, he took that money instead of saying okay. I, I want out. But at the same time, when he took that money. He still had DeAndre Hopkins. He still had mm-hmm. Darren Fuller, and he still had another wide receiver. And when yeah. Bill, oh, Bill O'Brien just just totally if if there's ever been someone to fuck up a team, Bill O'Brien is the poster child. Yeah, I, I think they mentioned that. Uh, <laughs> I think since he's been there, which hasn't been long, I think he's gone through what, like eight or nine QBs. Uh, it's it, it just been like a revolving door at the quarterback slot, and then just the. It almost reminded me of I cannot think of his name, but he was the coach uh, of the Panthers some years ago, back when um, was it Jake Delhomme was was there? Um, Jeff Fox. Uh, Jeff. Yes, yeah, Jeff Fox. 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 Yeah. So it was it was John Fox. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
but it, it was it was almost similar to to how they handled that team. Um, and I know he was the coach, but but it was just uh, where just like you have these pieces, but you don't really feel like they're being utilized the way that they can be. And exactly. and so you just see like you you give someone it's like you giving a a sixteen year old a Bugatti, <laughs> you know, someone who really hasn't have much experience of driving and don't know really how to drive, and you give them a luxury car and be like, here, go make something work. Um, it was probably an, an exaggerated analogy, but I, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, he, he just he he's squandered. He, he's worth it. Now, now, if we're talking from a football standpoint, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about favorite teams. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys could get Deshaun Watson and instantly become a, a playoff contender. Like they have yeah. a lot more that they could get. They have a lot more salary cap because Jerry Jones is spending any type of money. Oh, they, yeah. Dak Prescott is coming off an injury. You got him on a franchise tender. That's mm-hmm. a trade right there because you're getting rid of some money in Dak Prescott. I would give up Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott and bring in Deshaun Watson. You also, yeah. uh, I think see, Ezekiel thing, gone anyway. See, but the thing that's going to hurt Deshaun and a lot of free agencies, you got Russell Wilson wanting out of Seattle. So you got another uh, old Super Bowl quarterback that wants out of his situation. Yeah. And Rodgers, who doesn't want to be in Green Bay no more because he's tired of uh, the Green Bay uh, front office. So, you know, this this offseason is going to be one to see. But the Sun Watson is well worth it, though. I just yeah. – I personally wouldn't give it up if I was Carolina. I would figure out another trade package. But Yeah, I, I think in Carolina I will alter it just a little bit. But I still would be – in heavy contention. I know they mentioned a few other teams. I know they they mentioned um Miami, they mentioned Cincinnati, they they mentioned Cleveland. Uh, not quite sure exactly what those particular teams could offer to land that deal, but you know, they it is almost like Miami as far as in basketball say goes. Just anytime there's some sort of free agent, Miami's always in some type of play, but they never get to land, you know, Speaking of my boys, how do you feel about what uh Jimmy Butler said about Dwayne Wade. How did you take that? Uh, I I I just took it as just that's someone he's making his own legacy now. Like this is, uh, are you talking about the uh the um triple doubles that that he was getting? Yeah, and they were comparing him, and he was like, "Man, yeah. I thought of being fucking compared to Dwayne Wade." Yeah. So, I, I didn't take it as he was dissing Dwayne Wade. Yeah, I, yeah I, I didn't take it. I just take it as like, okay, this is this is my time to submit my legacy for this franchise, and and this is how I'm doing it. Okay, I understand that you know he's the great. He's the one who built this house. You know, he got LeBron in here. He taught LeBron how to be a champion, and uh, <laughs> 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 he taught LeBron how to be a champion. And uh, <laughs> he did, you know, so well, I don't see no lockers. LeBron didn't win shit till he got to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I don't see the <laughs> so he, he showed he showed LeBron how to do it. This is how you get over that hump, my guy. And uh, and and to to make it look even better, I'm going to put you in that spotlight, and, and I'm going to take a step back, and I'm going to I'm going to uh uh I got your back. So you you know how when you're teaching a child how to walk. You put your hand on the back and just kind of, you know, you kind of guide them. You know, you walking, you walking, mm-hmm. and then you kind of just let your hand back. That's that's what D Wade did for LeBron to show him how to be a champion. But, uh, <laughs> but, 
But even still, all that being said, we understand this is the house that D-Wade mm-hmm. built, but we making some new renovations. We're making some some new improvements, and it's going to be done a la Jimmy Butler. So I, I, I had no problem. And I don't think D-Wade had a problem with what he said. Because it was like, do your thing. Because even when D-Wade was still playing, he was still – he was advocating Miami for trying to get Jimmy Butler there because uh, Jimmy Butler is like the epitome of what – the type of player Miami uh likes to have that that hard nosed, tough it out, blue collar, you know, type player that that'll get down and dirty. Uh so uh he just needs some help, man. He needs help. Just needs some help. And yeah. I'm speaking of while we're on the subject of basketball, I'm really liking LaMelo ball. I think he's the best ball out of all of them. Yeah. I I'm officially sold as well. I, I'm I'm sold. I, I think he's he is the best, and, and that's what they've been saying for years. Even when um, when Lonzo got drafted, the dad was like, "Well, you wait until you know Lamelo yeah. or whatever." So you're like, "He's the best one," and he's. I'm sold. I'm, I'm liking how they're handling him. I think they're handling him correctly in Charlotte. Um, you know, it's a little bit overhyped, but that can be a good thing, especially for a team he's that. He's living up. What? He's living up to it. Yeah. Facts, facts. facts. So I, I think he's doing a good job. If Leandro Ball was on another team, they could be some real. I'm not saying that. Of course, Charlotte is Charlotte is not there yet. But let's say Leandro had made it to Golden State. Yeah, that would be a problem. Yes, it would. It would be a problem. In the- mm-hmm. it's, uh, it may, uh, maybe in today's Golden State, but once they get their main pieces back, then you know he wouldn't. Have been seeing a lot of playing time. No, he would. You know, they had Steph and Clay back, so he wouldn't be getting nearly the the type of time he has in Charlotte to kind of develop and work things out. But he's playing. You can tell he's very comfortable. So, and and I, I would attest that honestly to his brothers going through their experience as far as Lonzo being where he is because he's been you know somewhat close to it already. So he knows. I would imagine what to expect. You know the certain things as far as the NBA life, uh, watching as his older brothers go through their their different journeys or whatnot. So I, I think I think Charlotte's doing a really good job. Um, I see them possibly making the playoffs. Um, I, I don't see him going past the first round. So I don't see him going past the first round. But even still, I, I think everything's good. Um, but. I mean, another thing, and, I, and I'm, I'm a shift to uh, uh, a slightly more serious because you know me, I got to talk about my, my my little racial stuff when it comes to uh, <laughs> when it comes to America. So a few days ago, uh, speaking of sports, kind of this a really good segue. Herschel Walker was, um, <laughs> and you already know where I'm going with this. Yeah, uh, I. I try my best, and and like when when I was talking with the uh, like Craig when we was talking uh, the last time I was like I'm 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 trying to like format exactly what my stance is when it comes to uh, these type of talks because I I agree with both sides to an extent. Um, I I can't deal with the extreme measures each side go to. They you know again they either act like. Racism is in the the air that you breathe, or it's just some, 
you know, non-existent thing that happened centuries and centuries ago, and it has nothing to do with anything that happened today. And so I, I try to look at everything from a very objective point of view um, until I come across people like Herschel Walker. Um, so, of course, they had this little hearing and, and little panel about reparations a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's it's about a three, four minute clip. So I'm, I'm going to let it play. Well, I, I'll stop it throughout. But, you know, it's just... <laughs> Let's just watch it. Jesus. For this opportunity to speak on reparation, which has been spoken about many times over my lifetime, but over the past year has become a hot topic. I asked the question why. There's been many surveys show that a large percentage of black and white teens would say racism is better today than yesterday. We, as, we use black power to create white guilt. And let me just stop it right there. <laughs> okay. Because I, I I try to find truth in things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I try to find things that are factually based. And I try to, you know, form my opinions and beliefs around what is proven to be true. And I just wonder, Mr. Walker, what the hell are you talking about? Black power creates white guilt. What does that mean? And I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And honestly, I, I almost got pissed off watching this. So uh, I'll I'll keep I'll let it play. My approach is biblical. How can I ask my heavenly Father to forgive me if I can't forgive my brother? I never want to put anyone religion down, but my religion teach togetherness. Reparation teach separation. Slavery in it over 130 years ago. I'm back. How can a father be asked his son to spend prison time for a crime he committed? In the case we speak of, research, we're researching father back in history, a history of many are not taught or spoken about in school. America is the greatest country in the world to me. A melting pot of a lot of great races, a lot of great minds that have come together with different ideas and make America the greatest country in the earth on earth. Have Many have died trying to get into America. No one is dying trying to get out. That's a lie. Okay. Reparation. Where would the money come from? Does it come for all the other races except the blacks taxpayers? Who is black? What percentage of black must you be to receive reparation? Do you go to 23andMe or DNA test to determine the percentage of blackness? Some American ancestors just came to this country 80 years ago. Their ancestor wasn't even here during slavery. Some black immigrants weren't here during slavery, nor their ancestors. Some states didn't even have slavery. We as black Americans have always wanted what the Constitution stated, all men, black, white, and today Latino, Asian, Italian, etc., should be guaranteed the alienability rights of life, freedom, and the pursuit of happiness. Years later, after slavery ended, Dr. King, I have a dream speech, said, the, sign, the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation. First of all, I am really, really glad that he wrote this down because Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> 
His reading. It would have been worse. I am happy. See, there's a reason why he made it as a football player and not as an orator yeah. of any kind. Jesus yes. Christ. Thank you. I'm glad football was his calling. <laughs> was a great beacon of light. But hundreds of years later, we're still not free because of segregation and dis- discrimination. Today, I call that reparation. Uh, okay. Okay. Another big question. Who is the guilty party? Should we start at the beginning where African-Americans sold your, the African-American ancestors into slavery and to a slave trader who eventually sold the African-American ancestors to slave owners? The slave owners who had no success and no luck trying to make a Native American who land they took become their slave because the Native American ran away. Well, they thought it was fine then to use African-American who didn't know the country, didn't know the language, didn't know the religion, and they didn't run away. So are you saying that, well, they couldn't enslave Native Americans, so it was fine to enslave Black people and bring them over here because they didn't know anything about this land, so they wouldn't run away. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> if reparation is a free, is a fee. I don't know what he's talking about. Correction for a terrible sin of slave owners, government, and others, but we punish the non-guilty party. If it is, is it not creating division, a separation with different races? I feel it continues to let us know we're still African American rather than just American. Reparation or atonement is outside the teaching of Jesus Christ. Well, he can't keep talking. You are because it clearly states in the Bible the sins of thy father. I don't want to. I don't want to get into something biblical, so I'm just going to stop. Well, it's you can't help but because this is the problem that I have. Because one, you're talking nothing but conservative talking points when it comes to why you don't want uh, reparations. He's talking but you, but But you're trying to hide behind the Bible, which time and time again, you are misquoting or taken out of context. Like, Ugh. don't, like, you sit here and be like, well, how can my heavenly father forgive me and I not forgive my brother? That is completely irrelevant to the thing. That, that's not saying that, well, if I murder someone and you must forgive me and then I must not atone or be held responsible for the fact that I murdered someone. No. Yes, you can forgive. Forgive all you want to. Yep. I've, for, I've forgiven or have accepted whatever has come from my history, but that does not mean that you should not be held accountable for as the government, state-ran, state-controlled entities for the actions, especially when throughout history, because you, you're talking about, well, how does this create more division? Were they saying that when they gave Japanese Americans reparations? Were they saying that when they gave Native American reparations? Were they saying that when they were giving reparations to Holocaust survivors and, and act in a, a position that America had nothing to do with at all? So like, but they participated in giving them reparations. Like, But all of a sudden when it comes to us, I think it just shows us that you are still African-American and not just American. No, I think 
is actually the American thing to do, especially mm. if you're telling someone to be accountable, to be responsible, to to uh be accountable and responsible for your own self to say, okay, this was a wrong we will do. And reparations literally means repair to repair. What, what is he talking about y'all? Like, am I, am I crazy? Am I tripping on this? Like, what is he talking about? Like, Let me tell you what he's talking about. I'm going to tell you what he's talking about. Check this. He's talking about, he got money. Mm. He done lived a real good life. And he don't want y'all niggas stirring up the pot. Y'all don't need no reparation because he got his. He done made money. His family good three, four generations. What we need to talk about reparations for. Because what y'all are actually doing in his mind is y'all making things worse for him. That's what he... Uh-huh. Here is, here is something that he said. Um... And I, I I cut the video down a little bit because it was a lot longer than that. But there was a there was a piece where he said, I, I, I wish I did not cut this part out. But he said, and I quote, uh, you know, my parents taught me hard work and blah, 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 blah. Great. Mine did, too. And we're like, well, and reparations is is a handout. If you feed, he said reparations, if, if you can feed. If you show a man, if you give a man a fish, he can eat for a day. But if you show him how to fish, he can eat for a lifetime. Reparations is giving black people fish for a day. And I swear, when when I heard him say that, I stood up and I walked out the room because like I, <laughs> reparations is feeding people for a day. Do do. Okay, I I don't understand people like Herschel Walker because I. Well, I just don't feel like he's a very intelligent person. I do. I get it. No, I get it. Any listen, and I and I've said this before about political figures, uh, sports figures, entertainers. When they make enough money, right, they reach a certain uh -huh. level. They don't. They don't feel like they're a part of the same social dynamic that they yeah want was a part of they're in a different a different sector and they see things in a different light because their money has now risen their level of status their social status yep they don't have the same problem mm -hmm. because they don't live in neighborhoods no more they live in the white neighborhoods well the white neighborhoods got good schooling uh good transportation the police know you by your first name it's a whole different animal yeah so they forget they forget what the struggle is about. They forget how they got to where they are because life is good now. Did you see Herschel Walker's house? Right. <laughs> yeah. In the background, and I'm, I'm assuming that was his kid on, on a, a laptop or whatever the case may be. But I just – but the, the main thing is also is this was a congressional hearing, if I'm not mistaken. Like – why the hell are you calling Herschel Walker? Who the hell Walker? selected Herschel Walker anyway? Yeah, I'm like, who, why the hell are you calling for Herschel Walker? But of course. He's but that, you know what? It makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. That I, makes total sense. Hey, here, here, here's the game plan. We need to have a congressional hearing about reparations. Does anybody know who we can talk to that's going to have 
our best interest in, involved. Somebody raised their hand. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, Herschel Walker. Get Herschel Walker. The black people will love him. They'll listen to him because he's a sports figure and he's like-minded like us. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just, I don't know. It, it infuriates me, honestly. Like, that pisses me off because, like, there were so many things that you said that were just absolutely wrong, even to the point where he referred to Martin Luther King. And it was like, you don't know Martin Luther King that well, do you? Not because he, not that, like, uh, what's up? Not if he was quoting them like that. I, I was just, but but that's what they do. It's like y'all don't understand the full scope of who Martin Luther King was and what his message was. They definitely there don't. was a reason why he was assassinated by the government because after the "I Have a Dream" speech. That, that speech and that message started to move to economics where he started talking about reparations. And that was a part of the movement. And not long until after he started talking about money and what the government owes uh, descendants of slaves, oh, he just so happened to be killed. And not only that, he was about to join forces with Malcolm X. And it was going to yeah. be real bad then. Mm-hmm. Because the, the, right there, especially with, with Malcolm X as well, it was like, well, it, it's okay when we, we can start painting him as well, he's a separatist because he wants to, he's a black nationalist, so he hates white people. But then the narrative changed. And then and then he started to talk about economics. And he started talking about uh, other things that would give blacks a, a base. And then both of them were killed. Here is exactly the 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 Martin Luther King, and, and this is just what I, I I I thought about it, and I was like, if if you believe in your Bible and your heavenly Father, well, Martin Luther King was actually he was considered a conservative, he was a a, a reverend, a doctor, well educated man, but how come your message is widely different from his? Being with the same. Uh, status and worth as other human beings and the other thing is that human beings cannot continue to do wrong without eventually uh, rationalizing that wrong so slavery was justified morally biologically uh, theoretically scientifically everything else and it seems to me that white America must see that no other ethnic group has been a slave on American soil uh, that is one thing that other immigrant groups haven't had to face. The other thing is that the color became a stigma. American society made the Negro's color a stigma. And uh, that can never be uh, overlooked. So I think these things are absolutely necessary. The other thing is that America freed the slaves in 19, I mean 1863 through the Emancipation Proclamation of Abraham Lincoln, but gave the slaves no land or nothing in reality, and as a matter of fact, to, to get started on. At the same time, America was giving away millions of acres of land in the West and the Midwest, which meant that there was a willingness to give the white peasants from Europe an economic base. 
and yet it refused to give its black peasants from Africa who came here involuntarily in chains and had worked free for 244 years any kind of economic base. And so emancipation for the Negro was really freedom to hunger. It was freedom uh, to the winds and rains of heaven. It was freedom without food to eat or land to cultivate, and therefore it was freedom and famine at the same time. And when white Americans tell the Negro to lift himself by his own bootstraps, they don't, oh, they don't look over the legacy of slavery and segregation. I believe we ought to do all we can and seek to lift ourselves by our own bootstraps. But uh, it's a cruel jest to say to a bootless man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps. And many Negroes, by the thousands and millions, have been left bootless as a result of all of these years of oppression and as a result of a society that deliberately made his color. Okay. There it is. I mean, that... <laughs> is that the Martin Luther King you was trying to quote? Like, what are you talking about? Hell, in another instance, he was like, all right, we coming to get our check. Like, we, we coming to get what's ours. What... So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't. I just can't stand people like Herschel Walker, man. It, because it, it clear. It's, it's clear that you are keeping an agenda, and it's not an authentic, and it's not a genuine one. Uh, so you, you know what it reminds me of, and I don't want to be, you know, explicit or whatever, but it, it reminds me of the the Planet of the Eight movies, right? Uh, and the the apes that were aiding the humans, especially in the third movie, in the final movie, uh, what they call them, donkeys or whatever. Like, <laughs> I don't want to call Herschel Walker a donkey, but it's it just like, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> don't make me say it. <laughs> don't make me say it. But I, I just, I don't know, because of course they're going to say, well, look at him. He's black. He's successful. And that's just their thing where they're like, well, look at me. And it's like, well, the the difference is, especially in the black community, when a black person makes it, when a black person makes it, that black person makes it. In a white community, when that white person makes it, every, his community makes it. When the Hispanic person makes it, his entire family, his community makes it. So like it, it affects more and it goes into more people. But, but we look at two singular instances uh, what's called exceptions to the rule. Okay, you did it. Congratulations. But there are so many more who don't even who don't even have that opportunity. But if you talk like that, then of course they say, "Well, you're just being a victim." Like you, you can't be a victim to something when you've actually been victimized or something. So it's I, I don't I don't I don't get it. I, I don't get it. But that's that's my my racial point of the day. I was uh. I was recently going back and forth with a guy on YouTube over over this very thing, uh, Herschel Walker, and uh, there was another Larry Elder, which again I can somewhat tolerate him. He speaks some truths, but a lot of things I'm like, I think you're off. Um, but he's he's like a conservative fraternity and things of that nature. So uh, I think he studied was like a mentee to Thomas Sowell, which is like the conservative God over there. If you're a conservative, you, you, you will know all about Thomas soul, which I think he's a great man, but still, it's, uh, I, I tend to be the, uh, the, uh, declare myself a disciple of Martin and Malcolm. 
uh, kind of mesh those two ideologies together. But anyway, I was uh, I was talking with this one guy who uh, wanted to come across with the perspective of, well, basically America shouldn't be or shouldn't get the blame or shouldn't be responsible for reparation because it was Africans that sold, it was your ancestors that sold you into slavery. So they should get the blame. They should be of the ones here responsible for, for your reparation because it was your own people that sold you in there. And, you know, of course I, you know, said my piece to basically saying that you're, you're full of shit, but I, I don't, I, I understand that there's a lot of people who feel that way, which Herschel Walker even pointed out was like, well, who should get it? Should everyone that's not black, Everyone who's not black have to pay through taxes. You know, why should they have to pay for something they weren't responsible for? It was like you pay for everything else that you you aren't responsible for. Like your tax dollars are your tax dollars. It doesn't matter if you like where your tax dollars are going. That's where the government, if the government decides to put tax money into how many times can this cat jump over this fire ring, then that's where your tax money is going. Like, do, do you really have, you know, say in stuff like that? Or, but, but so I, I don't know. Okay, I'm done. I'm I'm done. But Herschel Walker to piss me off for the day. Um, and and Ted Cruz have provided a, a lot of entertainment as well. But well, I you might as well cut that shit out. That's not. That's gonna cause a civil war. Yeah, it that's definitely will. So it you, definitely will. Because I do understand, I do see both sides. And the generation we are in now, the generation we are in now, you know, that same adage, I wasn't a slave, you didn't own slaves, that mentality is not going to see, okay, well, this is what was said when the Emancipation Proclamation happened. Mm -hmm. See that. So once you tell a person who happens to be white, they're going to raise their taxes to dig or something. Might as well get ready for that. Mm -hmm. Might as well get ready for World War Three. Yep, definitely. That's, that's so that they have. If they're going, uh, there's no way you can give us reparations. I've already come to the conclusion. I've looked at every possible angle. Yeah, get it. There's no way we yeah. could get reparations legally. I, I just yep. don't. So that's, that's my stance too. I, I don't think it will ever happen. What? Well, it's all. Can I, I? I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna agree with you. We're never gonna get reparations. Let's just leave that at that, because yeah. that would mean somebody would have to be guilty or at fault, and they're just not gonna do that. Do I think we deserve it? Do we need to talk about it? Yes, but will we get it? No, we're not gonna get it. Well, see, my thing is we already know who's at fault and who's right. But the thing is, those people that are fault and are guilty are dead and gone. Yeah. Now America's done being built off the back. Not necessarily. No, no. Uh, yeah, here's the, yeah, here, because you can't, you can't charge. Here, here's the thing about the American. Uh... Well, let me let me say this one thing, Craig, before you get started. Like there, I was reading something yesterday where they just arrested a 95 year old man in Kentucky who was just a guard in the concentration camps. They actually deported him back to Germany to stand trial. And the first, I can't comment on Facebook right now. I got a 30 day jail sentence. <laughs> but I wanted to ask, like, damn, they can't even arrest the damn guy to kill Emmett Till. 
You see what I'm saying? So that's what America right. does. They did. That's they did arrest them. They just found them not guilty. No. They got arrested. Craig, what I'm saying is, Craig, all the incidents that happened to African Americans, whether they were warranted or diswarranted, you could never charge those people, but you could always say, well, you know what, especially when it comes to the Jewish community. Well, this guy, we found out he was a German soldier, soldier so we're going to arrest him and make him stand trial. And when he's found guilty, we're going to punish him to the full extent of the law. But those same guys walking around right now, maybe in their 80s and 90s, that committed crimes against African-Americans, you never say nothing to them. So that's it's already shown me time and time again certain conversations that what we're having are not the conversations to be had. That's why I don't like the protesting. That's why I don't like Black Lives Matter because the cry that we keep crying for is not the cry we need to have. I agree. I don't, I don't want a seat at your table. I want yep. my own table. I want my own table. Yes. And only way, <laughs> and, then, and for all of us to get together, we have to have a strong table coming together with another strong table. As long as you keep asking for a seat at the table, there's always going to be somebody at the head of that table. I agree. So I don't I agree. See, I don't. I don't. Don't stop telling me that I want a seat at your table. Let us have our own table so we can become a collective force. But that's and the problem there, because especially when it comes to reparations, because if reparations ever ever goes through, then we will definitely, like almost immediately have our own table like exactly. reparations will give us which is why I, I laugh at Herschel Walker's retarded thing talking about reparations will feed a man for a day no reparations will set up an entire race of people for generations to come. you know debt debt will be paid off real estate and land will be bought investments will be made companies will be bought and taken over like yes. like we will really be treated as equal and that's the point that's the point that and I think that scares them that scares, that scares them to be equal. Mm -hmm. and, and see, I'm gonna tell you one thing. I'm gonna tell you one person. He, I think he's a clown, but some shit that he does, and I listen to him, it makes sense. But then he go behind him and do some clown shit, and that's Dr. Umar Johnson. I've yeah. always thought to myself, as African Americans, we need some type of political party, right? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying. We need some type of political party so we could be a political force and make actually make noise in a political realm, mm -hmm. like away from Democrats and Republicans. You see what I'm saying? I agree. Because as I long agree. as you keep getting, I mean, at the end of the day, now if it was a Republican candidate that I could really get behind, I would probably vote Republican. Yep, I can't get you. behind no Democratic candidate. I really yep. can't. Nope. And I agree. And so, you know, when it comes to stuff like reparations, I don't want reparations i want other things i want to get away from the black church i think that's another hindrance I, mm -hmm. that's just me personally i don't want to keep nope. getting but i know christianity and religion has been the base of a lot of us in the black mm -hmm. community but i'm telling you now the black church has been a crutch for too long it's been a huge crutch because because it's shifted all of that shifted like the church that martin luther king comes from like I said, you know, he's leading the church, but the things that they were teaching that's different. And the thing that's happened now is is vastly different. Vastly different. Vastly different. And it's a a as a lot of black people would would criticize people who have left the church. It's a it's a mechanism that 
that makes black people docile as to just yes. to do what Herschel Walker is doing right now to where, well, just forgive. Just let it go. You can't, just, you can't let it go. Right. <laughs> like, like I, It's like when I was talking to somebody and we were talking about redlining, I was like, well, you know what? Gentrification of neighborhoods, that is, that's that's a fact. That's, like, if where are all these black people going to go once you drive down the property value? Some large white company, even though they're not considered white, they're only mm -hmm. most important members and the people that own shares in those companies are white. They mm -hmm. come and buy up all this property, raise the property taxes. Can't none of the black people afford to stay there. Where do they go? Where do they go? Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. now, me being in business, I understand. You know what? I'm about to get rich off of this. Mm -hmm. so it's an evil plan, and it's smart, but it hurts people. It hurts until people we, until we get a people, and that's people like Herschel Walker. If you're so black power, and if you're so American, and you're so we don't need reparations, but well why? Why when Dallas made that dumbass move to send you to, to to when the Minnesota made that dumbass move to send you to Dallas? I mean, excuse me, when Dallas made the dumb move to send you to Minnesota, and you got all that money, why didn't you go buy property in your old hood? Right property taxes and, and make money like that and put black people back in there and show them how to get the money just like you did. Exactly. But so no, we don't need preparations. It's enough of us that got money, but you know what? I was talking to Monte yesterday and we were when we were talking and he made a good point. When we get rich, we don't stay in our own neighborhood. We move right. away neighborhoods. That's true. So that's because we, we have this stigma of we black gotta get out the hood. We gotta get out the hood. Get out the hood. Yep. We gotta change our mindset. What? Mm -hmm. well, now I'm gonna go instead. When if I make it rich, how, how about I say, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go build me a two story house in Lido because mm -hmm. it's crime everywhere. Yep, it's crime everywhere. Yep. So I mean, why not? And I and then when and when people start thinking like that, you know what? That was a great point. When people start thinking like that, you can start to help your own hood. In that neighborhood, just and like that, that, yeah. and, and that's where I think a lot of us are. It's just again, especially with the whole Black Lives Matter. And I go, we can be here a whole other hour talking about why I, I just do not like or support Black Lives Matter. Because again, it's like we're saying it to the wrong people. Exactly. We need to once we say it to us and be like, first of all, get to the understanding that yeah, we going through what we going through. They're not going to help us. We're not going to get reparations. We're not going to get. You know any type of relief or even even an acknowledgement. So it's like we have to literally start doing for ourselves. So as you say, when someone makes it out the hood, even though you know we see the hood because all we see is hopelessness and poverty and crime and all this type of thing. So we want to get out of that element. I get it. I understand. However, it, it's understanding and loving us enough to where we go right back and and we can change the, those elements like we, we we're going to have to do that like we can't rely on the cops we can't rely on on uh these politicians especially these democrats who tell you yes you are oppressed vote for us and we'll make it better then nothing happens so it's like you Monte made a, a great point i was actually reading something about that just the other day it was like we had this stigma uh, we grow up in these environments where we want to get out of. We strive and do everything we can to get out of it. And once we get out of it, we out. We out. And we, we never look back. But we have there has to be a shift to where we make it out and then we go right back there and literally change it. Literally change it. Around different races of people my whole life. 
Mm-hmm. Even married, even married into it. Mm-hmm. Say, right now, white people do the same thing black people do is just cover it up a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> trust yep. me. Trust me. Yep. Yeah, well, I was talking to somebody the other day. We, they were talking about, well, man, they was like, you don't feel bad for them fucking, you don't feel bad for them people that are on heroin and meth. I'm like, fuck no. They didn't feel bad for the crackheads in the 80s. I nope. said, just say no. What's so hard yep. about What's so hard about that? What's so hard about that? <laughs> well, now, now, now listen. Eric, now check this out. They, go ahead, Craig. Go ahead. Now, now check this out. The difference between meth and crack, you know what the difference is? The United States government systematically targeted the black community. Exactly. That's the point. Hold on, hold on. Now think about that. So when we talk about reparations, this, that, and the third, blame, when a government agency targets a group of people to mm-hmm. hurt them, then mm-hmm. what you have is a victim and an aggressor. Someone has done something. It was coordinated, tax-funded, government-approved. They put the stamp on it. That is mm-hmm. what they have done to us systematically. So, so you, we're not talking the same thing when we talk about meth, which lawyer, and heroin. Which lawyer are you going to get to go against the uh, which uh, defense defense lawyer are you going to go up against to get get to go up against the American uh, judicial system that caused that ep- epidemic? Hell, a, a lot of the information isn't even supposed to be known right now. Yes. These are just do the leaks and whatnot. Like we're not even supposed to know the war on drugs was actually the war on black people. Exactly. That white guy that, that first leaked it, he's dead now, Curry. So yeah, you want to go up against the United States government? <laughs> yeah. Well, Let's see how well. No, that- I, no, I, I know it's a it's a lost cause. But like when we talk conspiracy theories, yeah. some yeah, of them aren't really. theories. Yeah. Some of them are actually in practice. It's, mm-hmm. Exactly. That's the reason why I'm saying right now. I mean, you think about it. it, they, it they, go ahead. Well, I'm saying everything with the opiate crisis. When you when you think about it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Craig. Can you hear me? When you think about it. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. When you think about it, the to import cocaine. Cocaine is a very expensive drug. Mm-hmm. Think about that. It's a very hell expensive a drug. drug. It's a hell of a drug. Rick James told us that. And then to, to chemicalize it, to change it to compound into a cheaper form, but more potent. I mean, come on. Like, there's no neighborhood that wanted that shit. It's nobody like, oh, please give me this stuff. No, it's the medically brought in. They were taught how to make it. They were taught. They were given to them. They were given the guns. They were given this this mindset you have to take from them. Like they this was forced upon our neighborhood. Before drugs became a part of gang life, you mm-hmm. know what gangs were really for? Community uplifting, outreach. Uplifting your mm-hmm. neighborhood. That's what gangs were for. To prevent mm-hmm. bad people from coming into your neighborhood and hurting people and to provide for the neighborhood. That's what gangs in yep. black communities originated. It wasn't yep. about banging or selling. Both it was Bloods about, and Crips were originally created as community outreach programs. Well, even the Black Panthers, that all of them were designed to protect the community. Well, I wouldn't put the Black, which is true. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily put Black Panthers in the same as a sentence with Bloods and Crips. Yeah. Because, you know, um, well, hell, 
Well, I don't know. Bloods and Cribs are like a national organization now. Yeah, when they first but, but start, still, but, but, but when Black Panthers, go ahead, Rafi. Yeah, but but even still, you know, the the Black Panthers was 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 more than just uh, well, it kind of started out as such, but just its yeah. its mission was never deterred. It was never blinded by by the allure of money, money. and power and violence that once you know the war on drugs and the war on crime got into play. Right. Where all of this stuff was just all of a sudden into our communities, um, bodies started dropping all of a sudden. But um, but even still, even to Craig's point, like the 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 intent of these groups were, well, hell, no, I I, I have to run that back. Craig got a, a a great point because they all started as pro black, uh, community outreach groups for black people for black empowerment. And they all were systemically corrupted or destroyed by the government. So, yeah, Craig, you're right. I agree. <laughs> you're right. In some way, shape, or form, they were contaminated or utterly destroyed by federal government entities, exactly. such as COINTELPRO and all that type of stuff. Touche, my brother. Touche. Mm -hmm. but, but when these white folks are on uh, opiates and meth, they have a mental problem. It's a health crisis. The health crisis. The health crisis. We, we got to give them free methadone so they don't overdose. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's destroying families. It's destroying families. Yeah, it's, it's, take, it's, it's tearing families apart. Like We got to do something about this, guys. I mean, I don't even think they got dare anymore. Like, I dare to be different. And just say, <laughs> no, this is your brain on drugs. Nope. They don't have that stuff anymore. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Like it's like Dave Chappelle said, just say no. What's so hard about that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Like, meth is a hell of a drug. I'm telling you that shit right now. Yeah. Meth is a hell of a drug. That's worse than crack. But, it is. Yeah. It's more addictive. It's, mm -hmm. it's more. It's not only is it more addictive, it's also cheaper. It's cheaper than crack. Yeah. yeah. And not to mention, you just, you know, Throw a rock in any direction, somebody's making it in the basement. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, but those guys don't get twenty and thirty years in jail. No, they get drug rehab, drug court. Yeah, yeah, yeah they get rehab. They get rehab. So why are you making meth? Oh, your your son has to have medicine. Well, figure <laughs> out how to get him medicine. We're gonna give you 10, 20, maybe five to ten years. You'll be out in three with good behavior. Mm -hmm. But this nigga over here selling crack. You know, we got to get him first, 20 to 30. <laughs> first, to, first offense, first uh, no prior records. No prior. Or, or you're doing 20. <laughs> you, <laughs> you do it as a mandatory minimum. And, they gonna, they gonna, and the judge is going to time. It's, it's mandatory. Mm -hmm. These are mandatory. Mandatory. These are beyond my control. Oh, you can thank yeah. Biden for that. Yep. You can thank Thanks, Biden. Joe. For yep. jail sentence. Yep. Good job, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. one gram. Yeah, he was. He was. Many years. They they definitely have their hat hung on Biden, but even even now, his first month, his first month in or so, like y'all y'all should have already gotten the, the idea that the the shit y'all thought he was going to do for y'all, he ain't doing it all. Oh yeah, because when Sally May when Sally May first called me, I said I don't know what you calling me for. Mm -hmm. Biden about to Biden about to overturn all my loans. <laughs> You call me about a $25 or $200 payment because you ain't getting it. <laughs> yeah, by, by like, nah, 
said, I guess she called me back and said, well, you know what? You must have checked the news today. <laughs> but he ain't giving y'all niggas. <laughs> Biden said, no, nigger. Pay <laughs> 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 that loan off, buddy. <laughs> so I guess we got to sound like, I want to see what else he says he's going to do that he's not going to do. <laughs> it's been about so, things already. Yep. So can it, we give him? His, can we give him his ninety days first? Let him get his. Man, days he already fucked up in his first ninety days. He's I can already say he, he done fucked up in his thirty. Man, like fuck him out the door already. Nah, I'm, I'm saying exactly <laughs> what he done. He said he came in. He was like, listen. He already sat down with civil rights leader and was like, you know what? Fuck you. I ain't doing shit for y'all. Y'all, we gonna do this on my time. So y'all just sit back in that corner and wait until I come back. Speak when you spoken to. And then he turned right around. <laughs> then he turned right around and said, you know what? These uppity Negroes are getting a little bit too, too, uh, too high in the socks. So we're gonna need to do something to, to make sure this doesn't happen again. Correct. So he said niggas can't even use computers. That's what he said. He said we too <laughs> You, you, you laughing. He said it. He said it, though. That's what he, he said. He said, we're too dumb to use. He said, we're not smart enough. We're not taught how to use computers. He said, well, man. So we need to but, get niggas more help because they don't know how to use a computer. But now he, that's what he said. But then in policy, he was like, no, the, these, these niggas done, done save the election for us. But we, we can't rely on them because they're asking for too much. They're getting a little bit too uppity, hiding the socks. So yep. what can we do? Oh, we got 11 million uh, illegal immigrants. That that needs to be uh, need to be brought in. Well, if we bring them in, they'll vote for us. Let's say what's about 10 million, 10, 11 million black people. Well, there we go. We just replaced the whole black community right there. Exactly. So, gonna, <laughs> so exactly. uh, we're gonna bring them all in. Don't forget, all don't forget uh, the gays because he's about to get a gay song. Oh, too. Yep, yep. The LGBTQ plus ST yeah. uh, percentage sign community. We're gonna bring them all in. <laughs> yep, it's a wrap. And so he basically yeah. said, "Thank you, niggas, for getting me elected." Now you uh -huh. your job, like as yep. if I attended on. We don't. Yep. Don't, I'm <laughs> yep. So. Is it leave the money on the nightstand and get the hell out? <laughs> 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 and so for everybody that voted, you know, uh -huh. we got what we paid for. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we, got, we got it. We got it. <laughs> so. I think I think we all kind of knew that going in, right? Like, yeah, a, we did. We did. Not a song. You just had to pick your poison, right? Yeah. What, do, yeah you prefer, do you prefer ether or do you prefer cyanide? Which uh, one do you, you prefer? You, you said it. You said it in like our, our very first pod. You said you want to. You said you want to lose your right leg. You want to lose your right arm. But you're gonna lose something regardless of what you choose. Yeah. You're gonna lose something. Yeah. I because like when I look at a candidate. I look at the full body of work. Mm -hmm. What have you done mm -hmm. for the last 30 years for this country? Yep. What have you done? What have you built? What has been your legacy? And everything I found on Biden told me that he's from an elite class of people. He mm -hmm. don't really need black people. He don't need nothing to do with black people until he's running for president. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's the... Yeah, if you ain't voting for me, you ain't black. He probably ain't never yeah. seen a black person in real life in three years. It's just, so, so, that brings me what then what was so bad about Trump? What did Trump do that was so bad? What did Trump personally do that was so well, bad? The left did exactly what the right did to Obama, to Trump. What the left did to Trump, 
the right did to Obama. So it was just it was just a bunch of uh, rhetoric that unfortunately, when it comes to the right, they just don't have that type of influence in the world that the left does because the you left is, is Hollywood, it's media. So because you're right, I said because they're not inclusive. I yeah. told somebody else the other day. You see the if the but the Republicans can never run a gay platform or uh-huh. anything like that because they'll lose their base that that yep. white conservative Bible Belt base. Yep, Democrats are going to always outpower them in that forward progressive thinking thing and until Republicans become forward thinking progressives, even but even have that conservative mindset, they're still. Yeah, but, but but that, that that would be like asking them to look left and right at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So think about it is though, like Republicans are gonna if if we were to really think smartly, Republicans should never win a political race in anything in uh-huh. any presidential no, race because they should. Mm-hmm. You got yep. like in South Carolina where they just passed this abortion bill. No, mm-hmm. no female really wants that. Like, no, I mean, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if a, if a white lady right now, the ones that scream about abortion, if they go out here and get raped right now, they're not going to want to keep that child. No, it's just something for them to get behind and scream about Jesus Christ this and Jesus Christ that. Again, it yep. makes my point is you're able to say that shit until it happens to you. Until it happens to you. Yep. Now, you step out on your husband and you happen mm. to get pregnant, and you know your husband go whoop your ass when he find out. <laughs> What options do you have? Well, you Jesus. don't know until <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. You, you don't know you're important at that point, right? Huh? What you say, Craig? You're right. Options options are important at that point. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. So you don't know what you would do until you're put in that situation. But guess what? You've been harping on it. We don't want abortion. We don't want abortion. Well, now you ain't got that option. Nope. So now you got to go home and face the music. Yep. So 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 now you have to go home, go home to Travis, and um, and she you're gonna be like, hey there, Molly. Uh, we got a little bundle of joy, and and Molly pops out that little brown baby, and Travis is gonna have some questions. Exactly. <laughs> Travis is gonna have some questions. <laughs> the truth, though, let me tell you why why the Republicans fight for abortion so hard because it's a battle that they can lose and still win and still win does that make sense let me let me let me break it down for you the constitution has already solved abortion it's fourth amendment right you're right to privacy mm-hmm. there's nothing to debate on and argue about an individual has a right to choose what they do with their body constitution True. That's what they said. It's mm-hmm. in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. When the government steps in to control that aspect of it, that's a no-win situation in a democracy. Mm-hmm. So the, the 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 Republicans keep fighting this battle, even though the Supreme Court doesn't support their side, the Constitution doesn't support their side. It is a losing argument. You're not going to win it legally. Mm-hmm. But morally, morally, for some reason, they keep winning this fight. Yep. I, I will say, and, it's, and I don't want to say devil's advocate, but the only thing that I will give an olive branch to 
when looking at the black community of into uh, entities like Planned Parenthood of why they were created, exactly. like uh, entities such as like Planned Parenthood was a eugenics operation to sterilize and to quell the population growth of black people. That's how it originally started. Uh, and then, of course, we talked about it in other pods of like in North Carolina when uh, blacks were being sterilized. Look at the Tuskegee Project when they were being experimented on. Uh, and in other particular areas. So it's like the the core of why I would even entertain as far as uh, I am pro-life when it comes to the black community because the institution of abortion was created to, to quell population growth of black people because they have this idea or this fear when it comes amongst uh, whiteheads uh, of thinking that America will basically wipe out the white man because of, you know, race mixing and things of that nature. Um, and that's a very prevalent idea going on to this day. Right. Um, and I, I remember uh, this was a few years ago. I think it was National Geographic that had that um, that article about what America will look like in the next 50 years or so. And mm-hmm. and the average American would be, uh, you know, a biracial, uh, a biracial person. Yep. Um and and you know white people have white people lost their shit off of that, and yep. I, I know that to be true. Of uh, a lot of people that you know we consider classmates think exactly that same way. They're and their friends, and we clash with them a bunch of times. Um, they think this way, but to to go back from the tangent, um, I agree with you, Craig. Uh, but then at the same time, it's like well. Uh, I I have my own reasons as to why I would be or consider, you know, a pro-life argument, considering the main entity that affects black the black community was originally created to negatively affect us anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, but, you know, as far as right to privacy, things of that nature, I agree. But that that option was just like the vaccine was pushed on us heavy, heavy. Yep. Heavy, just you know, just the the option. You can do this. You can do that. You can do this. In in you know their you know the the way that they love to wrap it up to make it you know quote unquote make sense. You know that that that's it. I get it. I understand it, and I agree. For the Constitution, Fourth Amendment. You know that's that's your right to privacy, and what you do, your body is, is your business. So, but at the same time when people are using said instances to, you know, to wipe us out, basically, you know, to make sure that there is, you know, I, I will say this, if it wasn't even for things like that, we, we would be a, a hell of a lot more than just 10 or 12% of the population. Exactly. I, I, I truly believe that. I truly believe that 12%, that, you know, 10, 12% that we've been kind of fluctuating up and down with, if they haven't fucked with us the way they've been fucking with us, uh, over the last you know century or so, then I, I truly believe that that would be closer to about 25%. Man, you and, know what? I, I always wondered why African Americans were never in the Holocaust like uh-huh. the way the Jews were. You can like this slavery to it, but they almost eradicated the Jews. Mm-hmm. They bred us. So yep. you know, they needed a workforce. So we know why we were bred. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I always wondered 
once we were in, at that point of getting free and they knew they didn't really want us here, like, why we never ended up like that? I, I, I don't know. It's just a crazy thought I've always had. Well, you know, it's always something to think about. You know us. We'll, we'll, we'll think about Oh, I can, I can give you that answer, brother. I can tell you exactly what happened. You see, What's coming that? out of World War One, there was a lot of blame and a lot of resentment. So all these countries were basically suing Germany, and Germany had to pay all these money to Poland and France and Holland and all these places. And you know who controlled the banking industry in all, most of these European countries? The Jews. Yep. They, they, that's just their thing. They, they. So when Hitler came to power, he needed somebody to blame for the economical conditions in Germany. Mm-hmm. He blamed the Jews. So that's that's why they they didn't see the Jews as a commodity like America saw us. They saw them as the problem. Yeah. Oh, they they feared as a problem too. That's the thing. No, the- but they feared the economic power that the Jews had. They feared the Jews could control Germany and its destiny from its economic power. And I say that to segue to that's why they didn't fear us becoming economically powerful because they because economically have- neutered us coming out of um mm-hmm. right. And they made sure that the laws and the towns wouldn't allow us to prosper or grow land. That's 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 why they didn't genocide us because we weren't a threat to their way of life. We right. were just a threat. Just we weren't a threat. We were just there. Yeah, we were just there. And, and they actually found a way to profit off of us without slavery with the Jim Crow law. So mm-hmm. again, why are you gonna why are you gonna destroy your your stock? You gonna keep your stock yeah. up? Because you still need all societies. You you still gonna need that that poor slave class, so to speak. You know, you, sure. If you're in a capitalistic country, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And, and reparations would basically turn that upside down. Turn it upside down. So exactly. that's why we <sighs> reparations. Yeah. So, and, that, but that goes to show you why they tried to kill off the Indian because there's nothing you can do with mm-hmm. it. They're not going to work for you. They're not going to do what you want them to do. Yep. They're not going to convert. So they tried to kill them all because they had all this land. Yeah. That is true. That is true. But yeah, man, y'all know we can go on and on and um but yeah, I I think for the the sake of oh yeah. Uh, another thing when I was dealing with the the person that was uh, that I was quote unquote arguing with. I really well, I was just kind of replying to the bullshit he was talking. Um of course, he saw the channel and and that I, you know, just put up that I also just put up on the Odyssey as well. So, still looking into that, trying to figure out how to get that stuff working. Uh, I like it. I like the idea of Odyssey and its uh, dealings in, in cryptocurrency. Um, but um, he mentioned uh, as far as just the content that we have. But of course, this was a white person, so I wasn't expecting him to like any anything that we talk about on this platform. But um, um, the context and things that we speak on I'm really proud of us for because, you know, uh, one thing that I I, I was told uh, outside of the idiot I was uh, arguing with before we started this pot, um, 
we don't stand on either side. We just shoot straight. And and, and that's what I, I felt what we wanted anyway. We talk about anything, but as far as, you know, if it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. And to be able to call out bullshit on either side. So we got we got some praise for that and some respect for that. And so I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I let you guys know that um, we're growing, baby. Yeah, we're, we're growing. growing. So slowly but surely, but we getting up there. People, people see it. So, yeah. You, you know. know what else is growing? You know what else mm-hmm. is making a big impact in the NBA these days? Uh-huh. That LeBron the- James. <laughs> okay, well, he's still he's still going. He took an L to my Miami Heat last night, though. That's was all right. Night he, the other night, he, he's but, only trying to play for championship. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know, so we'll we'll take our little moral victories in the regular season now, but um. But yeah, but it seems like y'all might be getting Boogie Cousins back. Maybe. So, or either or either uh Brooklyn's gonna get him. I, I I would I would go to Brooklyn if I was if I was Boogie. I'll go to Brooklyn. Um but see, at least he'll get to play in Brooklyn. Exactly. He'll he'll get significant yeah. time in Brooklyn. Um but yeah, man, that is it uh for the day, man. We definitely appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, and you know what? This this is what we do on a regular anyway. So we just decided to put a camera in front of it. But exactly. to to next time, man, y'all take care wherever you are. Uh, thank you so much for for supporting us, uh, and and continue to put in your you know suggestions and things of that nature. The email is talkmycredo at gmail For any comments, questions, concerns, uh, if you want to be part of the show, just hit us up. Shoot that email. We'll make it happen. But so next time, I am Dante Credo with my brothers from another Big E Shabazz. Yes, sir. And, uh, and <laughs> Mac. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Salute. Until next time, y'all take care. Peace. Peace. Peace.